Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to the latest episode of Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Martin Larson. Martin is the CEO of Conferize. Welcome to the podcast, Martin. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Great. I, I mean, maybe first of all, I don't, don't know if people are familiar with the company. Can you just explain what Conferize does? Yeah, I can do that. So Conferize is a Danish-based marketing technology company. We deliver a an event technology uh, mainly to take care of all of the aspects from invitation to planning to communication, uh, basically taking care for an organizer for all of the aspects into S&D management. So that's what we do, and we are pretty proud of that part. Cool. And I, I mean, the first thing to say is, you know, you mentioned that it's a Danish company. Denmark seems like it's a bit of a hotspot, particularly for marketing technology startups. Um, why is that? Why is Denmark doing so well? Well, it's really a good question. I, I see not only in marketing technology, but also in financial technology, fintechs, health tech, etc. I think there's been a change in culture. Also, we've had a few changes in the education system over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, and we are on top of all of that, really blessed of, of the fact that we're having quite a few of the big tech companies having their development centers in Denmark. It really enables a lot of communication, knowledge share, and just um, enthusiasm in, in just creating a great environment where you're trying to you know, create a, a difference with you know, smaller pieces of technology. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really a vibrant scene. I, I think it started in many ways with fintech and really moved into many new uh, industry areas. Interesting. So in terms of, of you yourself, I mean, how did you end up at Conferize? Can you talk us through, you know, your career journey and, and what you've done in the past? Yeah, well, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's funny just to to be here at Conferize. Uh, I'd say I'd, I really started my career at, at Accenture. I've been with a couple of those major uh, well, consultancies, technology companies like uh, Accenture, been there for more than a, a decade, been with Microsoft in, in their consulting department and with Gartner uh, as a, a partner in, in, in their operations. Um, that has really been quite a few of the foundations and here over recent years have had a transformation roles as CEO, COO, um, and now I'm here at Conference, where it really started off as a part of a reconstruction where we wanted to dedicate even more efforts in simply just going to the market, simply wanted to make sure that we are getting some presence and we really wanted to create the delight our system can deliver. And that's the journey we've started off with. I'd say I've done a lot of, you know, making an impact by, you know, delivering change. And I'm, this is what, what we do here as well. Amazing. And and so you came to Conferize. I, I have to ask, and this is maybe a bit unfair, but but you joined earlier this year in the middle of a pandemic and you joined a, an events company, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, that seems a very brave move to me. How, why did you decide to join? Well, I I was approached by the board, some investors. They were, conference were really struggling uh, due to the pandemic. 
and they needed to really find a, a new direction. So we had a few discussions towards the end of last year around new new direction. What could we do? Did we have a belief in 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 the platform, in in the customer base, and the actual market? And I spent some time just looking at the platform, did a you know a, a simple due, due diligence, and said I I do believe that there's a need for this. I I think if we can take the pandemic and the fact that the vaccinations were on its way, it would be a matter of months or maybe half years before we were really getting back to some kind of normal. And for me, that was really the time where it was about rebuilding the organization and start prepare for the future after the pandemic. It's it's really going to be different. I'm I'm sure about that. But I, I just believed it was a, a great opportunity to take. And of course, it's uh, with some risks of being in the event industry uh, during the pandemic. I think it's pretty fair to say that what we all come out with after the pandemic is really a need for, for having much more engagement. It's about getting our processes digitized even more so. And I actually think we we, we would have a fair portion of, of those tasks we can help with. Fascinating. So, I mean, obviously, you know, Comforize can support both virtual and, and physical events. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Are, are we all going to go back to um, face-to-face physical events or are we going to all stay with virtual or is it going to be somewhere in the middle? I think we are going to do all of that, really. Um, I really enjoyed here uh, early early September. Uh, we enjoyed being at Confex yeah, in London which were really great. It was fantastic as a Dane coming back to the UK. First time since Brexit, by the way, also. But (laughs) it was was really good fun to be there. But but it was funny also to see a a London still being super, super quiet and and just see the excitement of just going out again, meeting people and and having fun. I I think that level of personal interaction, you, you, you probably don't, probably don't want to miss that part but i but i think you want to make sure that when you're going to events you are becoming even more aware that you're spending money you're spending your own time and you've learned so much about the fact that you can actually do a lot of great interactions by doing that virtually i think Mm -hmm. doing virtual events or doing events in, in any form is not just about whether you do hybrid virtual or or physical events it's really about getting the right level of support and being able both as an attendee, as an organizer, to make sure that you are actually getting, you know, content out of it. You're getting good learnings, you're getting good contacts. If you're an organizer and you're in a marketing organization, you actually want to make sure that you're getting leads and you're getting a better conversion out of those. And and that's not just a matter of whether you're going virtual or, or physical or hybrid for that matter. That's fascinating. I mean, you you talked about some of the challenges there that people organizing events face. And, and I think a lot of people listening to the podcast, there'll be marketers inside B2B organizations who are organizing either physical or virtual events mm. um, to, to drive new business. So typically generating leads and things like that. I mean, what do you think are the, the biggest challenges for marketers in that position? Well, right now, I I, what what I do here in, in our conversations are, are really a lot of marketing organizations has really been hit by the pa- pandemic, just as we did as as uh, as Conferize. 
there have been redundancies, there have been changes in budgets, etc. So it's really about a matter of getting back to to a new type of normal, you know, trying to understand what can we do, how can we do it in, in the best possible way. Um, but also, I, so, I, so I think that's really like an immediate structural problem or challenge you, you need to take care of. But on, on the longer run, it's probably also a matter of making sure that you are getting even more insight and you're getting you know, information about what's actually going to convert, what's going to help you getting the right attendees to your events, uh, what's actually, how can you actually make sure that you are not just building an event based on assumptions, you're building that event based on the data from your previous events, but probably also the data you're getting out of the facts that what, what will actually convert when you're starting to send out invitations? How can you actually engage with your attendees before they are, they're meeting up at an event? Would you be able to reorganize your, your content to make sure that it, it actually becomes as relevant as possible? So I think a lot of the challenges are really that we're, we're starting to learn now that going to events, to confer, conferences and what have you, is really not just a one-way communication. We kind of expect that we would be able to influ influence the content. And we as attendees, as organizers, actually want to get more out of it. I think that challenge of making making sure that you as an event organizer, when you go to your to your CSO or whoever you go to, you'd be able to articulate, we actually did what we promised and we did even better so. I, that's fascinating. There's a lot of things there, and I think I'd I'd like to kind of break that down into to some of the uh, the different points you made. So, the last thing you talked about was effectively showing return on investment, showing you achieved what you try, wanted to achieve. Yeah. So, how can marketers show that their events have delivered a return, and and how can Conferize help with them? Well, there there are a lot of ways we we can help, and you as as a as, as a marketeer can can make a difference. What we do see is that there are still a lot of marketeers that are simply just using different tools, different components in their entire journey of their SD engagement, and that's that's really one way where we can help. We create this one simple tool uh, that would be able to capture all of the information, and by that you you also capture all of the data from first engagement to registration, you capture all of the insights. And we have enabled you know, analytics uh, components behind that. So you'll, you'll be able to get from, just like you get from any other website, you'll be able to retrieve a lot of good uh, Google Analytics out of that. But, but the other thing is really, it's, it's, it is about data. It's about making sure that what you will get out of as one complete uh, well, system like Confrise is you'll get a data set you can reuse to reassess and correlate to your to your uh, marketing automation systems and to your CRMs and what have you. So by, by that, you'd, you'd be able to get a potentially a bigger data set and you'd be able to drive that out of fewer systems. So it's interesting. There's a, a couple of things you said there. I mean, the first is, it sounds like one of the big benefits is you're actually handling the whole process within one system. You're not trying to pull multiple reports out of different systems to work out how well exactly. an event has gone. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that that's really clear. Um, but then you talk about 
taking that data and uh, passing it on to other systems, so like your CRM or presumably your market information. So are you building integrations with those systems or how does that data get shared? Yeah, so we do have integrations uh, and we see that the, the major integrations we, we do with the CRMs of this world, it's very typical or for that matter, if you have particular marketing automation systems, we do have the integration there. And, and it's... Well, there are a lot of good reasons for that, of course, because we are we're taking care of customers or attendees. Um, but we also see that given given our open data platform, we give the access for you to take our information and input that into your data warehouse system. So if you want to work further on that, do your BI uh, and analytics uh, activities, you'd, you'd be able to do that. And by that, you can so to speak, put that together with what else you do in your sales funnel with your with your leads and, and, and your prospects. Perfect. Okay. That's, I think that's really clear in terms of how that data would be taken and reused elsewhere. So I'm now going to get to, I guess the question everybody wants to ask is how do you get more attendees to an event? I mean, you see a lot of events. What do you see as being the, the ways people use Conferize to maximize the attendance? Well, that's that's really a good question. I think that there's something about the data. There's something about the fact that if you're able to monitor behavior, you you can get a lot out out of that. But but one, if I could call it more like our trick, is is really that sometimes it's also just about the event organizers' bandwidth. It's about getting the 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 so to speak the oversight on when you're starting to get an impact, when you're getting the level of engagement. So a lot of what we actually do with our our system is really enabling you as an organizer to make sure that, well, of course, we do know that you probably need to take care of logistics, you need to take care of speakers, you need to take care of all of the communication and so forth. But what we can do is really to automate all of the process around the attendees. So you have done that together with, with your planning. You know exactly when they register, what emails will come out, when should we send logistics, should we send follow-up emails, should we send reminders, etc. All of that communication are really elements we can build in early in the process, enabling you as the organizer to take care of some of the most important elements. It's really, do we actually deliver the right content? Is this prepared to, to perfection? Is this actually what people are in demand for? Because that's that's another question. That's probably where you actually want to pose a, a few questions, engage with with your with your audience, and we can help with that as well. But but it, it's it's really that level of communication enabling you to focus on content on delivery, and then we can so to speak streamline the communication behind that. That's fascinating, I, and I think you made a lot of good points there. So it sounds like one of the things Comfrize does is to to build this. Um, registration and attendance uh, into a process. And and certainly I think, you know, one of the challenges a lot of people organizing events have is people register and then don't attend. I, I mean, is, is that fundamentally down to sending those email reminders or is there anything else people should be doing? I think you need to do much more. Um, but, but I think, you know, we, we shouldn't underestimate the fact of, of doing those elements as well, right? You, you know, sometimes it's just about reminding and, and I think you can do a lot about that. But I, but I also think when we talked about earlier about the fact that you want to make sure that you are getting 
you know, return on your investment. That also applies for the attendees. You actually want to make sure that you as an attendee uh, are attending an event, a conference, a webinar, what have you, that's going to deliver what you actually are looking for. And a good part of what we do deliver with our platform is really an inter interaction component, which enables you to start the dialogue. Do we actually have the right elements uh, in our agenda? Does our schedule actually look to, to your needs? Um, and make sure that you're starting to retrieve feedback as early as possible so you can start enhance your agenda. You can probably prepare your speakers even better. I, I just had a one example recently where I spoke to one of our clients. We when when we have our people when people are registering on our platform, we've enabled that you can, for instance, ask a question. What's the most important for you to attend this session? What do you want to get out of that? They just learned that they had like was that 25% increase in attendance just to the fact that they could actually communicate like three, four days in advance that this is actually what you, dear attendees, has said you, you want to get out of this. This is how we're going to respond to it. They, they as organizers started to give some guidance and suddenly they created like a, more like a conversation. Um, and that was that was quite helpful. So I, so I think it's, it's about engagement and it's really about making sure that you get your nose up and make sure that you actually focus on outcome uh, as, as the organizer. That's that's an amazing uplift just by asking what people want to get out of it. And I think I think some organizers are a bit afraid to do that sometimes. Um, you know, it feels like like they might might decide that they're, they're not gonna deliver. I mean, do you see that? Do you see people changing the content based on that sort of feedback? I, I do see some changes. You know, sometimes you maybe maybe you don't want to change your speakers. Well, it could happen, right? But but sometimes it's just the benefit that you can give give back to the speakers or what you really have that you're saying that this is actually what the attendees are looking for and suddenly you can have better engaged speakers as well because you you know you suddenly know much more about what's going on um and it's in comparison to being on you know just posing a lot of questions on on social media by getting into this more safe environment you're getting even better and qualified questions. And I, I think just posing that question is just like, you know, being in sales. If you're not willing to ask that question, just like if you don't want to ask for the deal, you're never going to be answered, right? So it's, you know, think about it as selling. You need to make sure that you are prepared to be on the right foot when when the customer is there. That's great advice. I. I'm interested now. I mean, we're obviously, you know, still within the, the pandemic. People are struggling with with face-to-face uh, -face events for all sorts of reasons. Mm. I, I mean, how much of a difference do you see between organizing a face-to-face, -face, a, a real physical event versus a virtual one? Uh, I, well, beside of all of the logistic that comes with that, of course, I, 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 I actually, you know, in terms of process, I actually do not see that many differences. I see that you know, getting attendee engagement is is just as important on virtual engagement as on physical ones. You know, it's as difficult 
to make sure that if you're sitting on a screen or you're going to a fair or conference, that you're having people engaged. All of that is not really changing due to the fact of you're going virtual or physical. I think one of the elements I'm starting to see where people are testing off at the moment is probably as much on hybrid. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's talking about hybrids and it's really a great component. <laughs> um, but I think that's really where you should be aware of the fact that, that it comes with a cost. The cost is not a price. The cost is probably more that you need to set up the production facilities to make sure that you have the right lighting, you have the right sounds, you make sure that when people are being engaged, you know, and, and you know, on, in a hybrid environment, that you actually listen in to the ones that are, are you know, listening in from Singapore. Um, it's it's a complete different, you know, production scenario you need to focus on. Um, but coming to engagement, it's about the same. Fascinating. So do you see people in, investing more in virtual events? I think prior to the pandemic, virtual events were frankly, in, in Europe, a, a second-class citizen and, and people tended to focus on physical. Yeah. Do you think that's changed? I think it has changed. We, we see we see customers. We, we had a university we talked to uh, last week uh, who really wanted to test it out. They have a lot of their, their students who are not yet back at, uh, at college, at university. Um, we do see that they still want to make sure that they, they can create those hybrid events to make sure that that they can really engage due to the all of the restrictions that are still in play and i i also think that people are a little more cautious on on traveling on cost i think the sustain sustainability aspects shouldn't be forgotten either so we would probably see that especially the hybrid infrastructure technologies would play a bigger role in making this a good production but I think hybrid is really, like you say, a second citizen. And it's it's somewhere something where you actually probably need to spend a little time prepared, right? Because it's easy to go to virtual. And we see more and more people do that. But going to hybrid is still where you actually need to make sure that you get it right, test it out in a small form, and get your own experiences. And I'm pretty convinced you as a, a marketer would do well, on, on, on that as well. Absolutely. And I think from my experience, quite often hybrid offers, you know, some real benefits in terms of a little bit of excitement around the event actually physically happening, people attending. But also I think the speakers at, at events get much more feedback, even if it's just through body language. Yeah. And that can result in much better presentations. I'm sure we've all done the uh, the webinar presentation. You have no idea whether the webinar attendees are even paying attention to you. It's, it's, it's tough. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I believe people are, yeah, as you say, you can shut off your screen and so forth. And it's it's not really beneficial, but, I, but you're completely right. I've seen, and we have a, quite a few good partners. We have one partner who's really focusing in on, on hybrid. They're having like their own virtual universe. And <laughs> just getting that into play is something different, but it's worthwhile. And when you're getting there, you're getting you know, the excitement of doing something new and you shouldn't take that away. It's, that's, that's, that is really cool. Brilliant. So I'm interested in terms of your customers. I mean, typically who, who would be a, a, a normal Comfrise customer? Who would you typically see using the product? 
So what 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 we typically say is that our customers use Confrise when they have more than ten events per year. Mm-hmm. Customers who are looking into having you know beyond the scale of fifty events per year on on our platform, um, and they are they're really from different industries. We have, as mentioned before, we have some some from the educational systems. We have festivals. Uh, we have we have you know mark, bigger marketing organizations, uh, so it's really a good variety. We also have some agencies who are really using us for, for you know just particular events where it's useful just to have something you can plug and play. You can do it relatively fast. You do not need to invest in, in your own infrastructure to to make things happen. So, but typically what we look at are really organizations are hosting more than more than 10 events per year and that is that because people then use the system frequently they get more familiar with it yeah that's that's essentially it it's also due to the fact that um, if you as you say it's you you need to you need to learn how to do events and if you are having just one system for it it, it actually helps you to to enable your processes much better uh, it also comes with a cost, of course. So it's it's also an, an opportunity to elevate your cost into the number of events you actually do. And and you know, if you're just a small organization doing one or two events, of course we can we can help as well. But the bigger question is really, do you have a budget to really do that in a big scale? Or is, is that where you would look into use the, the features and functions you'd find at Facebook or LinkedIn or what have you? So I, so I think it's really a balance. We are we're really there to help organizers who believe events are really a key part of their business. I've got to ask you, you, you talk about it being a, a reasonably priced product. I, in terms of, of size of company or budget, I mean, what, what sort of costs are involved in, in using something like Conferize as a dedicated platform rather than cobbling together multiple existing systems? Yeah. So, so since we are software as a service uh, technology, it's something you would apply relatively easy. You you buy that on a subscription base. Our starting price, you know, when you do more than ten events per year, is around four hundred euros per month. And then, of course, depending on complexity and scale and so forth, we have a few per- parameters. But always glad to discuss that. Um, but we are, as we would say, we are we are reasonably Christ, you know that the elements, if you actually want to do that on your own, if you, for instance, want to build your own website and so forth, you'd come to the same cost anyhow. Yeah, and actually 500 euros per event, which is, I guess, roughly what 10 would work out as. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's not looking at huge events. I mean, that that can be valuable for, you know, really quite small um, events, particularly with valuable attendees. Sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, we know that there's a level of scalability into into this, so it's it it, it typically makes quite good sense. Yeah, yeah, and I can imagine the time savings once you've got a sequence of, for example, reminder emails for webinars. They're they're always pretty much the same mm. each time. Once you set that up, that's going to save you time. So that sounds great. Exactly. Yeah. One one of the funny funny features we actually created last year was really a duplication function. So, you know, when you <laughs> when you've created a great event. Why don't you just duplicate that so you can create another one? And Fantastic. You know, sometimes it's as simple as that, right? 
yeah and that, that clearly is a huge time saving so that that sounds great so I, I guess we're coming to the end of our time i'm i'm interested you know do you have any tips for marketers who want to organize events what have you seen that that might help them make their next webinar for example more successful I'd, I'd say get in touch, you know, get in touch with us, get in touch with potentially some of the other tech providers. Sometimes, you know, moving into event technology can be a bit of a challenge. And, and, and sometimes you simply just find that through the conversation, it'll help clear your, your mind on what's possible, what's, what, what are you able to do. And I, the other part I would say, even though it's always good to, to plan ahead, if you're short on time, that's probably one of the areas and elements where it's really good to have a conversation with some of the, some of the tech providers. <laughs> I think us, as an example, we, we know we can we can help organizations going in, I'd say, typically in less than two days. Wow. So I, I think that's great advice. You know, spend the time engaging with your potential attendees rather than trying to do the 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 admin and the logistics, which could be automated. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's really uh, the, the point. Absolutely, I, it's been fascinating. I mean, is there anything else you feel we should have covered, or anything else you'd like to to say about Conferize before we finish? No, not not really. It was great being here. I, I'm I'm glad to have the opportunity to to meet you and and just have this this conversation today. No, it it's been really interesting, and I'm sure people would be interested in contacting you about um, their next events i mean what's the best way for people to get in contact uh reach out we have our website confries.com uh would definitely be a good entry point if you are keen to look me up at linkedin i do spend time there on a daily basis so i'd be i'll make sure we'll, we'll reach out fantastic now that's great thank you so much for for all the information all the advice I'm sure a lot of us are looking forward to some physical events in the near future. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think we're also all going to be running virtual events as well. So uh, the advice has been super helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm hoping to see some of you potentially at Eventsec Live in November. That's going to be a fantastic uh, physical event again. And I'm sure there'll be some beer available there as well. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you very much, Martin. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.